Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to episode 2.09, I want to say, but I'm not too sure. Um of the Ballbags podcast. Unfortunately, Bob Vidorali has had some technical difficulties arising in about the last 60 seconds prior <laughs> to recording. Um, both myself and the coach are with you um, for this episode. However, we are both potentially fragile and in a state of dehydration induced by ex- excessive consumption of alcoholic beverages. But how are you, coach? You hanging in there? Hanging is the word, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the way you said potentially fragile. I think it's fair to say that we are both um, fragile. Yeah, but Ho- we're coming out of it. I think hopefully. we're both on the on the, on the turn here. So hopefully, hopefully by the time this goes to air, I'll have recovered. I am kind of yeah, <laughs> gone over that out twenty five year old hangover stage, and now I'm in my thirties and hangover stick and an awful long. Yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange uh, thing in life actually. That 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 turning point that around somewhere between twenty five and thirty years of age happens. It's a scientific fact. Here's one for you: that when you once you hit twenty five, you actually start to die. So the rate of new cells being created in your body is is uh, far exceeded by the amount of cells dying in your body. So from the day you turn twenty five, you start to slowly die. Wow! Well, what a way to start. But look, that's, it's a bank holiday, a double bank holiday week. So look, we've something to look forward. Yeah, sexy three day work week. Um. Yeah, look, a lot to get through. Um, we've got our players of the week in partnership with The Athletic. Just click that podcast description, click that link, get a month free. And look, the, the quality of articles and journalism is second to none. Followed up, we've got the coaches, risers and fallers, our attempt at the power rankings. And then I'm going to try something. It probably won't turn out. But it's called the Sasquatch's Crystal Ball. And that'll be the next segment. And then finally, in partnership with our good friends, usasports.co.uk. Again, link is in the description. We'll be discussing this week. So have you seen this? But coach, who was your player of the week? Why? Um, Pick the player of the week. And I probably got a bit giddy about this player's performance during the week. Um, and then he probably didn't have a great performance today. So it's it's an, it's a poor attempt, but it's Philippe Coutinho. Um, who I think actually this is my second time picking him, possibly player of the week. Yeah, kind of it's it's kind of Salah or Coutinho. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but actually, late to the table, I'm actually Coutinho had a, had look. He had a great performance midweek. Not so good today. He is doing bits for Villa, but I'm actually going to change it and go with Marcus Smith. I think. Uh, against uh, with 14 men yesterday against Ireland 
I think he held his own, controlled the game as best he could. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's one for the future. That like it's strange that that the number ten position for England is a strange position because they seem to go through a lot of them um, since since Wilkinson. They do a lot of swapping and changing, and he doesn't. To me, what I love watching Marcus Smith, he doesn't seem like an England ten. He's very unstructured. It's kind of what would have happened when Cipriani was coming yeah. through. And that's why Cipriani didn't really last. Now, the only thing is, England have qu- had a good bit of structure with Farrell for the last number of years. I know he kind of has gone 10 or 12 yeah. with, with Ford in or whatever, but no, I think, um, yeah, I think Mark Smith's a very fair, fair, fair shout. Um, it's a big biggie yeah. um, to, to turn your back on <laughs> Merseyside and suitable connections. My uh, my Blair of the Week comes from the same game and it's Hugo Keenan I just thought he was fantastic he did a lot of pressure in the air he ran some brilliant lines like no more so than for his try I know that was kind of a quick penalty or whatever but yeah look I I can't remember much of the game <laughs> but Hugo Keenan impressed me um, so I'd be going Hugo, Hugo Keenan for me yeah we're a good team the United um, Nations aren't we yeah yeah by the way yeah. like serious fullback kind of area of the team being like Keane obviously doing excellent young Lowry young pretty pretty good um, even just the back three positions like Mac Hansen mm. uh, obviously not in the squad but he's a good you know good person to have there he's had a good good tournament like yeah and but like I suppose you look at you look at um, you look at say Conway who's 31 now um, Earls very consistent so. you know I, I just don't fully understand Earls being in any Irish squad anymore um, I don't I don't get that um, but we've got an abundance of talent there coming through which is good mm. you've also like, you've got players that have missed out like say Robert Balakune. yeah he's definitely one for the future and um, probably just needs to fill out a little bit that's would be my only things about him um, there's just so much young talent coming through I'm not even talking about like the pace Connacht have shown. Like I'm a huge fan of your man Jonathan Perch. I think he's brilliant. There, there is a. It seems like we've an awful lot of squad depth. It's not something I've ever felt like we've you've ever really excelled at is having squad de- depth in the Irish camp. But I think at this stage, probably of the 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 deepest squad we've ever had. Yeah, and you'll be fair enough to say. Yeah, no. It's, it's so yeah, look if you had, if you had to pick one. Ah, uh, Keenan. Yeah, very solid game. We we'll go with Keenan. Yeah. Yeah, let's be biased. Let's be biased. Right, kicking us off with agree to disagree. It's the coaches, fallers and risers, or risers, risers and fallers. Um, yeah. So we'll kick it off again. I'm actually quite liking this segment, but the worst first one I'm going to kick off with is Lionel Messi. So Messi obviously hitting the headlines this week, going out of Europe with PSG. Um, went onto the pitch today with Bordeaux and himself and Neymar got booed every time they run the ball by obviously their own fans um, so Sasquatch Messi where is he at like, like if you look at his career as a whole he naturally he's on the fall but at this particular moment and juncture in time like he doesn't need to be on the fall he could still be on the rise there's ways to turn it around but what do you think is he on the fall well is he on the rise or the fall I think he's in the twilight of his career so obviously he is on the fall I don't I don't think like you look arguably at last year, um, last sorry, 
the summer transfer window and, and Messi and Ronaldo were on the move if either of them had gone to City they would have been an absolute amateur right yeah and they could have still been playing at high but level and not, but neither of them opted to do it and maybe there's an ego thing there they still think is that not would that not be fair to say of PSG as well though? You'd, you'd go there thinking you're going to get an armchair right it's kind of like Celtic in Scotland I, th- I still think with City you get a better armchair right because no one's watching League One like I know it's a very harsh comment to say but there's more eyes in the Premier League so when PSG get knocked out of the Champions League it's news it's news yeah if they lose 4-0 to Lille or if they go 10 games unbeaten in League 1 no one cares but if you go 10 games unbeaten in the Premier League you're in the headline yeah and people will forget the failures quicker basically so so yeah falling rapidly I'd say falling rapidly I don't think I think there's a level someone of that level can ever fall to and it's not it's still messy like interesting interesting there's a plateau to the fall will he be in the MLS next season do you think back at Barca even yeah. possibly Barca B maybe <sighs> Um. okay moving on funnily enough Cristiano Ronaldo so it's a hat trick against Spurs mate it means nothing yeah I suppose <laughs> Ronaldo obviously being off last week allegedly with a hip flexor you know, depends on who you believe and who you talk to. Um, he's had a strange time at Man United. Man United seem to be on the fall, but is it possible that United can be on the fall and Ronaldo on the rise? I'm not saying that he's on the rise. I'm just saying, I think we're looking at two different entities here. And I think it's, thank God I'm not a United fan, but like, he's got to go, mate. He's got to go. But it is a one year deal he signed. It was, yeah. Or was it a year and a half? So you put, was it a year and a half? It's one. I came in January, remember, but I think he will. No, no, sorry. No, he yeah. came in summer. Yeah, a year, yeah, in summer. Yeah, yeah. I think he will just go. I think I think he's got an option on his side, doesn't he, for an extra one? Yeah, but uh, why would you want to stay? I like he's got to go MLS as well, doesn't he? Like the, these boys, um, Messi and Ronaldo, could be the next Beckham for the MLS. Like Beckham got the MLS to a point. If they went over and got a, and you got a year out of the MLS, more eyes in the MLS. I think. You, you look at their backgrounds being, you know, Argentina, Portugal, Spain, you know, that's a lot of extra well, eyes that may not have been looking at the MLS. And it's huge for the Latin community in the yeah. US. Um, I think maybe more so Messi. Yeah. Um, just geographical reasons or whatever. But I think if you get either over there, they, they could potentially, and this is, this is a big statement, depending on where they land, if they land in the right city that's just small enough they could be bigger than any NFL star or any NBA star like that, and that could be huge for the MLS yeah yeah my voice is in ribbons <laughs> like for, for those players to be back on the rise they probably have to go to the MLS I can't see where they go next season that they would be on the rise if they're playing say in Europe possibly if Messi was go back to Barcelona because they're having a little bit of resurgence maybe but I just don't think I think you're right. I think he's better off saying a Miami or a south of the North American state states. Mm. Yeah, like there's also the opportunity for for Messi to go back to Argentina. Yeah, yeah. And and what a what a victory lap that would be to round out your career. Yeah, true, true. Um, 
Michael Conlon. Obviously, uh, Mick Conlon had a fight last night in Nottingham. Getting knocked out. I think we've all probably seen the knockout at this point. It's 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 an incredible fight. Great fight, yeah. Though, well, and you, clips I've seen. I didn't watch the whole thing back. I did watch yeah, highlights of the rounds. It's incredible. Um, um, but where is he in his career now? Like, I I don't personally enjoy Mick Conlon, uh, yeah. but like as I, I watch his fights, it's not. I'm not. I've not got like, my Conor McGregor glasses on looking at him. But I just, yeah, he's not for me. But where is he at his junction now? Like that's a loss that he probably no one really expected. I think everyone probably thought he was going to win that fight. I, I I'm the opposite. Like I would be a big um, like Conor fan. I do I do like him. Um, I think it's like we need to reset the kind of the expectation in the fight game. Same MMA and stuff. Like one loss is not fatal, and every great boxer needs that loss and needs that. Boxing is such a such a storyline sport. Yeah. And you need that big loss to come back and I think it's it's a pothole in the road for Mike Conlon. Um I think he will be back better and stronger. And I think he probably get a rematch and that rematch would be because of how good the fight was, that'll be a, a, a must watch that rematch. Be a Windsor Park special. <sighs> I don't the know ball that. bags go to visit Windsor Park. Um yeah. <laughs> And leave before, leave before round one. Um, yeah, yeah. Next on my list is a strange one. Thomas Tuchel. Tuchel? Looking for Tuchel? a new job. Tuchel? Tuchel? He's looking for a new job. Yeah, so obviously with everything going on at Chelsea, you, you would have to say that Chelsea's pr- probably on the fall. I don't think you could comment on it any other way. But Tuchel's kind of in a funny situation. I know, like... Do you walk? Do you stay? The results are going fine, like. But you're in it. Your your hands are tied a little bit. Like what? What do you do there? Number one, and you know, where does he go? Does he, is it back to PSG when Poch leaves from Madrid? I think he needs to stay to the end of the season because I think if he goes in the next three weeks, a month before the season ends, it's a bad look optically. It's like will you you walked out of a sinking ship, um, but that would be my views on it. Okay, well peel 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 this little a little bit then. So three leave and they're off the shirt. Let's say there's rumours Nike are gonna pull. Let's say Nike pull. Nike 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 have uh, come out and said they're not actually gonna pull. Okay, let's for the moment say they did right and and sponsors start to drop. Is it a bad look to stay at Chelsea? If why why is it a bad just because you're prob- you you are the face as in when Abramovich is gone and um, see Abramovich is gone for a reason yeah because of who his friends yeah. are right I don't think that's like that's none of Tuchel's business he got Fair. hired to do a job he arrived to do a job this is like when you when you drive to your to do list every day this is the the thing that never makes it on because it's one of those things that you just can't control this is completely yeah. out of his control Fair. he can't he, but he has to but if he just walks it's a I think it's a bad look it looks as if there's so many eyes on it it's like things got tough and you bailed mm. do you know what I mean whereas if he goes to the end of the season he's like look I have to go because they can't afford to pay my wages so 
where does he go next if he was to leave at the end of the season? Because in my head, I'm going, if United play their cards right here, it's not a million it, miles Nevin's away. Cr- crying for him. I, in my next segment, I have a bit on the United Okay, manager. okay. So, um, right, we'll move on from that one then. Um, Seth Curry. The reason I bring it up is it's not so much that there's been headlines this week, but he's had put some good performances in over the last... Like, let, we, we spoke about the Nets a couple of weeks ago and how poor they had been and whatever, but Seth Curry after the trade seems to be a, a little bit of a shine and light, actually, at the Nets, I think. He's, he's always been a good, like, six-man option, Seth, to be fair to him. Um, so, for that reason, um, I think he's kind of just where he is. He's just kind of... He's a career fits and starts kind of yeah. guy he'll like be hot for a month and then he'll just kind of he'll revert to type then um, <laughs> it's kind of what he's done everywhere he's just a, a good sixth man that gets hot yeah would be my on the rise my or is he always uh, just going to be what he is now yeah and I'd say he's kind of just same same old set yeah same old set old reliable and finally this weekend, there's a lot of headlines, even today, on uh, VAR. So, obviously, we've both seen uh, the penalty that was awarded in Leicester and Arsenal. Um, and then the one yesterday, I don't know if you've seen, because the state of mind you're in, the Sanchez, the Brighton keeper, the foul on Luis Diaz, you've probably seen it back now at this point. Like... The Brock Lesnar clothesline. <laughs> scan, like, how the referee has come to that conclusion. Like, because... You're putting the player in danger. The his foot is below shoulder height. Like, granted, he's got the goal, and you can't do double jeopardy. But if you put, you know, um, a player in the danger, you can still red. You know, give him a red. Like, yeah. But yeah, VAR in jet. What would what, actually? What is your opinion on that? Should he have been booked? Should he have been like he got nothing? It's very uh, akin to the the Pickford Virgil van Dijk incident do you remember that last yeah, season yeah yeah. Pickford and and Pickford got nothing because I don't think what was it going did it end up in the back of the net or did it end up, I think it did end up in the back of the net yeah but it ended up in the back of the net and then they got ruled back sorry yes Var, for offside wasn't it but they never yeah but they never looked at that instance but to be Pick, fair Pick, yeah I don't like Pickford and I know that yeah he should have been whatever should have happened the problem with it is though Pickford was knee like it wasn't the worst tackle I've ever seen in my life type of thing it was like he you could see he was trying to get to the ball and he's just a sloppy keeper and it was really poor and, and misjudged whereas the one mm. yesterday like his foot is above <laughs> shoulder height and also Lewis Diaz isn't standing on the ground he's in the air so it's above shoulder height twice if that makes sense like yeah. Yeah. I just don't see how it's not a red card yeah, it's a it's a strange strange one. Um, so you you're asking me VAR? Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, so. I think with VAR, I, I don't know what they're gonna have to do. Maybe they have like it's been t- it's taken a lot of time up this weekend as well. Um, you look at the instance in the Leicester game; they're looking back on the you know twenty odd times. You know, what like it's not the most blatant handball. It's I wouldn't have given no, it. No, nor would I. I wouldn't have given it. it. As an Arsenal fan. It, it was literally it. a fingertip, to, like it was nails. He did, it doesn't look like he tried to punch the ball or tried to, you know, stop it going in the goal or anything like that. But it doesn't change direction. It doesn't really change direction here. Like, the thing is with Vardo, do we need to change it? It's getting a little bit ridiculous. 
Um, does it need to be have like, similar to tennis, like a three strike rule, and managers can challenge or because um, I think there's some subtle tweaks to it, but it's I think those instances though are less they're less of a VAR problem and more of a refereeing problem, uh, and they're more of an officiating problem and an interpretation of the rules, which is a problem every year. To be fair, um, I think VAR in general. Is better than it was in its first season. I think in its first season we talked about it every single weekend. Yeah. I know there's been a few instances this weekend, but on the whole, I don't even think it's comparable. I think it's I think it's a lot better as a product. I don't know if you call it a product, but I think it's a lot better, it's a lot closer to what we want it to be. Yeah. But I would remove the rule on the ref watching it again and just because yeah if, yeah because if, if the ref's watching it again then it's not clear and obvious yeah you're saying I, I think you should look at that I think that could be a foul but why isn't he making the decision from his box going that's a foul yeah that, then it's not clear and obvious it's 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 opinionated and the other side of it is I know in the Emirates they have screens but in Anfield they don't so you actually can't see I'm not a bit I don't know if I like the fans watching it you know if fans are going to watch it in the ground it needs to become more like rugby and you have to be able to hear the referees mm. you know it, but mm. I think I think may- I personally think you have to hear referees anyway regardless I think it has to become yeah. more transparent <laughs> can you get when you go to the rugby you can, you can buy the yeah, radio the, the ref radio yeah, ref can, talk or can you can you do that in that like, can, no. I don't think you can do that in the Premier League no. can you which is strange yeah like what, what are they trying to block out or what are they trying to I think I think we Jesus maybe come back a year and a half ago we had kind of it was an education piece we we had spoken about going well why couldn't you let referees talk and I think the terminology that's probably used in a football pitch maybe a little bit more loose and a little bit more um, you know I don't know if you want people hearing it but that's not an excuse either I don't know if I don't know how much looser it is than like what's said on a rugby pitch because like there is. There's certain things that in Everton, um, like you look at NBA and stuff, you can get ref mics for the NBA, and some of the talking that, especially when you get like the trash talking, yeah, yeah. then the sledging, like you wouldn't have that level of, because it's five on five, it's very personal. You wouldn't have that level of trash talking or sledging in the Premier League, yeah. for example. It's it's less one to one time, um, so I I I don't think it should be an issue. Like I think. I think that would actually be a great tool for the diehard football well not the diehard football fan but a, but a very intrigued football fan I would definitely get one would I'd love definitely. that yeah, yeah. Mm. well look they could need a few bob coming up so I mean FA should probably yeah. look into it um, That look that's the rise and fall of the week so in a roundabout way you're saying VAR is on the rise in a, I, I think it's better yeah. than what it was um, I think they could tweak it again in the summer and make it a little bit better but I changed that rule I said about the the ref going over to the screen because it's not clear and obvious. That's wasting too much time. So, so, yeah, so get on with it. But I do think it's probably more an issue with the officiating and the interpretation of the rules, which is a problem in every sport. Like it's not an association football specific issue. I hear you. Like that happens. Like people. Like there's a lot of people obviously crying about the red cards in the Ireland game, um, and. The fact of the matter is, like three years ago, that's not a red card. It's probably not even looked at. 
So I agree. I, mean. I agree. Thank you, Sasquatch. Thank you. Okay, so my statement potentially it's a bit out there and it potentially won't work. <laughs> but it's called a Sasquatch's crystal ball. And I am basically gonna give you four predictions for the future. Ooh. And kind of slightly conspiracy theory esque theories. And you can agree, disagree, and come back to me. Um, so my first one is obviously we know Man United are going to be looking for a new manager yes in the summer I think the name that's thrown around more often than not is Pochettino I think he is the worst fit the second name that's thrown around a lot who <laughs> I think is a better fit is Ten Hag but the one we're not talking about and they mightn't get a chance at them because things do seem to the tide seems to have turned but I think the, the new manager from Man United who would have turned things around reset the culture is doing his job on Tyneside right now I think what he's done in Newcastle culturally not just coaching wise like I know they lost today or whatever but they made it very difficult for Chelsea and prior to that I think they'd gone six wins in the last eight or something like that something like six wins two draws in the last eight undefeated in the last eight which is incredible I know he bought in new players yeah but I mean that's a sterling job from where they were when he took over it's yeah yeah I just United I just can't see them I can't see them doing it they're, I think they want names they want a big like that's, that's been the their problem, problem. That's yeah, why they're 100%, where they are 100% but I don't see them changing from that no no absolutely not but and this is the thing United I think we've talked about this off air but like United seem to think they hold true to this claim we're the biggest club in the world the biggest club they're not they never were and they need to just do the reset by not doing the reset they'll just be here for like a lot a lot, a lot longer I think they're better off having two years where they're like out of Europe mid-table building with youngsters getting rid of all the dead wood and um and come again yeah well yeah look I Man United aren't a team that want to rebuild ever are they yeah that's fair like uh, they need it 100% but they're not uh, I don't think that it's something that they would like to admit I think they as we know from our own experience with the bottom feeder they think that they are the dog's bollocks um, still yeah and it's it's never that they're not good enough it's always the person not good enough for them I, and I, I, there is an aspect of that, but I don't see a rebuild in Manchester going down very well at all. But it is needed. And like, there's a load there. You forget about the eleven players in the pitch or whatever. Like the stadium's falling apart. I don't know if ever, if you've seen it or pictures of it. It's falling apart, and they. I don't think they're gonna have the finances for everything at once. Like this is a. They're probably in the situation that Liverpool might have been in in maybe around when Rogers started possibly that's probably where they're at yeah you know where they have Gerrard and Carragher on the way out um, you know but I, I don't think there is a Gerrard or a Carragher at United I, but, I don't think there is sorry I don't mean I'm, I'm more talking about like you've got your Ronaldo and Cavani that are you know the wrong side of, of well they're nearly 40 like 
Um, mm. So you're losing to big names. They're probably another, you know, they're it's probably in that situation where they do need a 10-year rebuild. You know, and you're right, Eddie Howe is, would be a great, you know, cultural architect there. Mm. Similar, to, like, that would be a similar thing to Rogers probably, in that they were probably at the same stage of their career. Um, I yeah, but I look at what what Brendan Rodgers Leicester now and uh, telling you he's at his level, at his level, he can't he couldn't do that you know. No no I, I, no Jesus no. What I mean is if if Eddie Howe was to go into United, it'd probably be the same scenario as Rodgers going into Liverpool when he did in terms of starting a rebuild. Like Rodgers probably can take a lot of credit for what happened at Liverpool's academy leading into Klopp and what were the rewards we're getting now in terms of Trent and you know whoever else. So I think. That is probably a similar fit or similar idea. But okay. yeah, I see it. I see it. Okay. Um, and if you had to pick one of those, who do you think United will end up with? Uh, Ten Hag. Okay. I think they'll get Potch. And I think in two years' time, we'll be saying Same thing again. who's the next yeah. United yeah. manager. Yeah, that'll be my opinion. Right. Um, a lot of talk in uh, LA, I suppose, over the last few weeks. Uh, clearing of the air meeting with LeBron and Jeannie Buss but my prediction is LeBron stays in LA next year but Anthony Davis is moved on e- See, agree or disagree what's that? agree or disagree? Um, I agree with LeBron staying but I don't know who goes it's you're back to it it's like the United thing there's a lot of dead wood there I think there's a lot of dead wood uh, Westbrook would he be there and he'll go yeah so Davis out Westbrook out cap space who did I bring in there's someone who needs someone who needs to leave Portland <laughs> oh yeah you reckon there is someone who needs to leave Portland Damian Lillard an LA native yeah LA native be a, he, he's that, would, that would be a massive signing for the Lakers mm. Who, what age is Lillard now? he's in his 30s but he's got years left on him are you taking are you, um, take it from Peter to play Paul though? like I think Dame hasn't got hurt to the level of Anthony Davis I think Anthony Davis promised a lot but he's just hurt too often I think he's he's probably the softest centre in the league so I think he can get an an average league uh, center, and you can run it through like like the numbers LeBron has put up this season are they're perverse for a thirty seven year old they are perverse yeah like they're in the play and right now I think they're ninth time recording like he's just he's been phenomenal it's gone under the radar <laughs> not gone on the radar but like it's it's overlooked a little bit because of how bad the Lakers have been. Terry. But I just think they they can get another season out of him. I think Genie Bus is very very astute. So you you reckon business will? Oh yeah yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Um, that comes to mind. Um, but if LeBron stays one year, then you reckon might sneak off to sunnier climates the following year to keep playing. Yeah. Get Bronny in. Need to get another season. Maybe like the whole Bronny thing is like. He wants to make it happen, and one thing about LeBron when he wants to make it happen, it happens pretty much. Fair enough, but I just think as an organization that drafts Ronnie, they might be like, 
if we draft you, we're not taking your dad. We don't want this. Yeah. We're in a rebuild. We want to rebuild slowly. And LeBron, to be fair, look, I know a lot of people like would call him the roster killer or whatever because when he goes in, he makes rosters change drastically. Like, he did it in Cleveland. He did it in LA at the very start. Look at that young core they had when he first arrived. Yeah. Um, see Kuzma. It's the only one that kind of lasted for a while, but plenty of uh, young talent that's now playing well across the league. Like, Jordan Clarkson is playing well in Utah. Obviously, you have... Uh, yeah. Ball in um, Chicago He's kind of had a mixed season With injuries and stuff um, Who else uh, Brandon Ingram In New Orleans Often overlooked Brilliant player So Yeah I think If, if you're a franchise Rebuilding I think It's got to be a perfect land For Bronny That someone's like Okay we'll take him We'll take it out So I Don't think LeBron needs to get into An ownership structure I think He needs to tee himself up Somewhere quick if he wants that to happen yeah, he said he said that it, that's what he always wanted is to be an owner anyway so he wants to buy a team he'll end so. up with, with Cleveland yeah I don't know if uh, who owns the Cavaliers I forget or does I don't think he'd tell it to LeBron does he take over a, does he take a, a franchise maybe for FSG possibly because I know he's obviously in their pockets that's something they haven't invested know. in before to become the GM of Liverpool no thank you six seconds on the clock here in Brooklyn one point it's a one point game oh with a timeout but Nets are up one and have the ball so they will probably see it out Luca and Boston Luca and Boston at half seven so kicking off shortly so I've two more hit me Um, my next one and it kind of segues nicely from where where so obviously yesterday PSG announced that Al Khalifi State backed Qatar Sports Investments um, have requested that the president Nasir Al Khalifi and the sporting director Leonardo leave PSG at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So PSG are losing both of those men. They're also losing Mbappe. There's reports that uh, Erling Haaland has agreed to personal terms with City. Was the capitulation against Real Madrid the last hurrah of PSG? Is PSG soon to be a club that the stars just don't want to be at because they're not getting enough big games like you can go for a paycheck but there's a certain player that's kind of below like your Angel Damaria who's like he's not going to set the world alight but he's good enough to get a good paycheck um, and is that who's going to be a PSG and are we never going to see PSG win in Champions League I so when all this happened with PSG over the last few years I was worried that you know they would just win everything and if you got them in the Champions League draw you would kind of sweat it a little bit going do we have it but not anymore um, I think you made a point earlier on like who watches Liga 1 uh, nobody and <laughs> I think that's why there's going to be a net like yeah I, it, it's becoming one of those graveyard places I think it's you might go at the end of your career type of mm. type of thing like Messi's done it like but then you look across uh, who did like Donnarama who had a shocker your night by the way Um mm. 
trying to think who they don't. It's not again like it's not a young side, is it? Once once Mbappe leaves, Donnarumma is young, like I suppose. But, but he can definitely go elsewhere, and they, yeah, they have they variety. will have the wages to keep him. I assume, like even if everything did go, but like, who? Yeah, it's it's not competitive games every week, either. Did it, did it just become a it's a tourist attraction it's league last 16 quarter final and go, yeah, it's a, every year like it's just think. a tourist attraction it's like that's yeah. what it is um, I don't know where they go like from here mm. it's a funny one like who yeah, who invests in them or why do they invest them after after, no, but after this like who who invests like it's a it's a big brand it's a big brand and it's you're guaranteed to get your money in every year because you're going to qualify for Champions yeah. League every year. Right? You're going to win Safe investment. Liga more times than not. So you're guaranteed money but you would have to have a shrewd person that's not going to spend money on wages anymore because to make their money back they need to be get all these things but not to be shouting out to the likes of your Gina Van Adams, your mm-hmm. Messi's, your whoever. So that, that's what it is for me. Like it's... American money would be perfect there. Mm. Yeah. Um, so in agreement that that could potentially have been one of the worst losses in PSG's yes. history short history yes, um, yes yeah yeah. but they were better before the money like think you think of PSG thinking back when you were growing up like it was like if they were on TV it was a luxury <laughs> and if someone rocked up to your school with a PSG jersey that was very cool it was a very cool thing that Anelka that Anelka one with the red stripe down the middle it was like it was a cool PSG suffered for a long time like Leon were the side in France for yeah. a long long time Janinho and it was kind of yeah. it, was only, it was only Ronaldinho who kind of brought PSG back to the forefront and then this kind of happened a few years later yeah but um, yeah I'd, like I think it's a popular brand it's arguably the biggest club in one of the biggest cities in Europe but it is the biggest club in one of the biggest cities in Europe sorry so you're, you're right though. I was going to have a. F- haven't they opened a, a, like a, a lifestyle store, like a, you know, athletic the wedge, Jordan, measure wear? Like it's not the Jordan deal yeah. is 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 kind of they 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 get people in to play in P- whatever the PSG stadium is. It's gone from, like artists and they wear like PSG tr- style I- items. Yeah. From Jordan, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's mad. <laughs> Um, like diamond encrusted yes you're right the, the, it's, it is a brand thing it's a tourist attraction it's it's all of those things but it's not a football club not that built for success yes yes. well like it's built for success sorry in it's current structure in that like but it's, it's built for like a certain type of success it's built for domestic success it's built to be a huge brand in France and a huge brand in Europe to be fair but I just don't think they'll ever be champions of Europe under the current the way things are right now like obviously things can change in the next 5-10 years drastically but, but what, what would have happened if they won the Champions League if they if right. they had won the Champions League this year what changes in their future well, nothing but they now deem the legitimate threat for the Champions League every year yeah like they, until they break that hoodoo a bit like City deliberate that who do I just think if you're the top talent in Europe I think PSG's probably no longer on your list whereas it might have been like with Mbappe um, Neymar like even Messi went there like it was 
always under consideration. Now I think you just be like, right, Bayern, Real, maybe Barca in a few years when they come back, or England. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think they're dust, mate. They're dust. 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 Now this one, the last one, and it might have been a bit better with the other lad, um, but I'll go with it anyway. So, big news out of Houston, Texas, on Saturday. Deshaun Watson found innocent on all criminal charges. He still has the civil cases to come. And I don't think he was found innocent, sorry. I think there was sufficient, insufficient evidence to prove him guilty. But he is technically innocent. Um, Landing spots for next season, because he definitely won't be in Houston. I'm hedging my bets. And I'm going to say... He'll be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers week one, 2022 NFL season. Yeah, look, I can't really... Dis- I'm trying to think who else... Tampa, obviously, in the quarterback. Miami seemed to a be lot a of, one. A lot of calf space gone there. Uh, Miami's a mess right now. Doesn't think he'd go there anymore. He would have gone there under Brian Flores, but... This whole thing's just a mess. Miami is a mess. What does Tua do actually? Just on that, he probably stays and, and works harder again. He's, he seems to be just a good professional. Carolina have put in a bid. New Orleans obviously could do with a new quarterback, and they're no strangers to being in cap hell. Philadelphia has been lobbied, but I think it'd be a bad move for Philadelphia. I think roll with Jalen Hurts for one more season, and if he hasn't made a huge leap, then you start looking for a new quarterback. I think it's a poor time. Cleveland could be an option. But we're ready to move off from Baker. Ooh. I think Cleveland, Cleveland they like did. Baker, don't they? Like, as in the fans do seem to like him. It's, it's a miss, hit, hit and miss, to be fair. Um, but it, Cleveland did just spend a lot of money in bringing in Amari Cooper from the Cowboys, so I think they could be tied up the Cowboys over the weekend as well. Yeah, no, my, I think my, it, my prediction is maybe Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think you're probably right. They get a massive opportunity to reset the franchise and now have the face of the franchise there's also plenty of jokes going around about like obviously Ben Roethlisberger's history and the Deshaun Watson allegations so yeah yeah and does he work out there do you think though you know you can say that he goes there but does it go well for him in your crystal ball I think it's very hard for it not to because Look, he's obviously talented. I've seen him play in the NFL London one year. He's incredibly talented. And it's a great organisation with a great head coach. And if you put talent in good organisations with great head coaches, it tends to work. Yeah, look, it I can't disagree with you there. Fair enough. So that was the, the Sasquatch's crystal ball. I don't know if that'll be back. I liked it. I don't know if it worked. I don't know if it worked. But probably, probably not in every week segment. It's probably maybe once a month. Um, and a monthly special, but uh, yeah. So I suppose next thing and final thing, in partnership with USA Sports, this week's have you seen this? What is it, coach? Tell us what is it worth it? Bangkok FC's Acerat Nachaboon. I hope I didn't. I did that name justice. Um, was sacked immediately after their match yesterday. Um, the ball. He's running after a ball. He's number six. Ball's run out of play over the touchline. The opposition player kind of comes across the back of him as he goes to retrieve the ball and gives him a little bit of a... He, he kicks out, like, 
So he trips him slightly. Now, Nacho Boon doesn't fall over. He stays on his feet. Um, but obviously he has a, a short fuse and has sprinted after the player. The player turns around and he hits him with the most solid left elbow, forearm to elbow that you'd ever see in your, in your life. And mm. the opposition player who receives the, the, the hit falls straight to the ground. Like just, they keep sack of potatoes type stuff. Um, ambulance man oh, well if you see the video his face his head goes back like he's he's rock. oh up. he's done he's done mm. uh, but yeah you ha- if you haven't seen it have a look it's it's a, here, it's a serious hit it's a serious like mm. he it's can't ever play football again like it, it should he should be in prison it, which, which is actually fairly mad because like if you did it on the street you would be in prison but because you're in between four white lines you're not going to go to prison it's strange yeah um, there's been a few instances of that before Vinnie Jones springs to mind Cantona. Um Harry Cantona a few instances in rugby um, a, f- a lot of instances at um, like grassroots level yeah it's it's a weird but actually in grassroots you could end up in prison theoretically couldn't you like I mean I do know there's an incident not too far from me in a local GA match and someone grabbed someone else's testicles and burst one. <clears throat> I know that I know that fella was never a, a, I don't know the fella I know apparently he's a lovely fella off the field but on the field something just ignites them or whatever I know he lost his job I know he was never allowed to play football again and basically had to keep a low profile for about two years it ruined his life look he's since got things back together but it ruined his life as a young man I know he obviously seriously you, you can argue that he probably deserved it to be fair what he did was horrific so yeah it does it can impact your life fuck. pretty drastically yeah look it's, uh, it's a weird thing the white lines it's a weird weird mm. place what it does to people yeah but look I think that's hopefully now next week but I can't on the back of two bank holidays I don't think we can guarantee we'll have a full compliment cast but I'm hopeful Um, so that's all from me it's all from me thank you and good night